Welcome everyone to another episode of The Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, John Hall, Director of Programming with the Veterans Breakfast Club. We're a nonprofit in Western PA whose mission is to create communities of listening around veterans and their stories to connect, educate, heal, and inspire. You can find out everything there is to know about the VBC on our website www.veteransbreakfastclub.org. On there, you can join our membership, which is $36 a year, uh, but all of our programs are free and we have a free quarterly magazine. All you have to do is send us your address and we will send that out to you free of charge. Uh, again, free quarterly magazine. And uh, you can check out all of our events, both online and in person. A lot of our in-person breakfasts mostly happen here in the Western PA region, uh, but we have an online Monday night Zoom program all about military topics and military history, uh, which is great for everyone, all branches, all ears, everyone's invited, even non-veterans such as myself. Um, it's a great place to get educated about uh, the military and service men and women and their stories. Uh, today's scuttlebutt it welcomes back Don Nemchik, who is a Vietnam Navy veteran, and uh, Henry Shepke. Henry joined us a long time ago on our Monday Night Zoom programs. He's from Madison, Wisconsin, just has a passion for veterans and their stories. Uh, both of them have joined me to talk about challenge coins. Uh, Don brought this interesting topic to me. Didn't really thought too much about challenge coins. I received one at one time, but didn't know much about the history of them, how long they've been around, how many different kinds there are, the fact that you can create your own. Um, it's a really interesting topic. And Henry, who writes to veterans, uh, mostly World War II veterans, uh, asking them for an autograph and to hear their story, they'll send him some challenge coins. So we dive into a bit of the stories that he's received, uh, some of the stories behind some of Don's challenge coins, and we get into the history of some of the signatures that Henry has received, of which he has, let me say, a lot of signatures. So he has a lot of stories. But I hope that you enjoy this program. Please like, share, subscribe, and ring the bell on YouTube so you're the first to know whenever we release new episodes. And you can always reach out to me, Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at veteransbreakfastclub.org. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and enjoy the show. Joining me today for our conversation about challenge coins are Henry Shepke and Don Nemchik. Don, you're a Vietnam veteran of the U.S. Navy. Henry, you're not a veteran, just like myself, not a veteran. Um, it's an interesting group today. We're here to talk about challenge coins. Don, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, and then we'll get to you, Henry. Thank you for joining again, the Scuttlebutt. All right, Sean. Good morning, everyone. My name is Don Nemchik. I'm a U.S. Navy veteran, 1970 to 1974. Served primarily in Southeast Asia at various naval communication stations and followed up on board the USS Constellation, an attack aircraft carrier. Uh, we flew the last combat air ops uh, out of the Gulf of Tonkin in 1973. And more noteworthy, also the first POW uh, took off from the USS Constellation. And uh, so we were the first in 1965 to see action in Vietnam, and we were the last to see action in Vietnam. So this Edward Alvarez was the POW that flew off of our ship, and uh, he's still with us, I believe, and uh, we're very proud of him. Very interesting bookend. I have a question about, about that in just a second. Henry, love for you to introduce yourself. Welcome to the Scuttlebutt. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Henry Shepke. I'm a teenager from um, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I go to Madison West High School. Um, I'm a huge supporter of veterans. I'm a member of the Veterans Breakfast Club. I've been joining their uh, online virtual programs for a couple of years now. I'm also a member of Rolling Thunder Chapter 5 here in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, I like to collect autographs of all sorts of interesting veterans, uh, World War II veterans, Medal of Honor recipients, all sorts of people, and other interesting people like astronauts, etc. Uh, and and I got quite a few now. And that's been going on for a couple of years. 
Awesome, Henry. We're going to get to those signatures in just a short while. And I think maybe for our listeners of the Scuttlebutt who may not have seen you on one of our Zoom calls on Monday night, they'd say a, a teenager from Madison, Wisconsin. Like, how did you get into veteran stories? What makes you passionate about them? So I've always been really interested in history and autographs specifically. Um, and it, it all started when I saw it really just started with a simple YouTube video. I saw this um, a friend of mine who who I know who collected sports autographs. He showed a bunch of World War II autographs. And I thought, oh, that'd be cool. And so I started writing to these veterans and I got to learn more about their stories. And it really um, expanded my appreciation for them and what they've done. And it, it just each story I hear makes me more interested in uh, the veterans community. I'm just fascinated by the camaraderie and and everything. So, yeah, and and it's I'm I'm just I'm passionate about it because because um, I'm grateful that I'm able to you know I'm, I'm able to grow up in a free country, go to school, get an education, and everything, and I wouldn't be able to do that without veterans. And what's so great is a lot of these veterans that you write to, they'll they'll write their story back to you. They don't just respond and say, "Hey, thanks. Here's my signature." Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a 17 page letter from a Baton Death March. You guys published it in the uh, BBC magazine. That was pretty awesome. And if you're looking for that BBC magazine, you can go to our website www.veteransbreakfastclub.org. Look up our magazine. Past issues are on there, um, and you can find the letter that Henry received from this Baton Death March uh, veteran. Um, Don, getting back to a bit of your background uh, and talking about history today, because before we get into challenge coins, I was just interested in what you were just talking about and just the idea of bookending the Vietnam War uh, from the Constellation. How much did you know about that when you served on, on the Constellation? And I hear a lot of veterans talk about, like, I didn't know much about the history of things until much later when I started really looking into it. Was it something you were aware of and something that you became maybe more proud of as you learned more? I was aware of it, Sean, and the reason being our skipper, the captain of the USS Constellation, Captain J.D. Ward, was a Silver Star recipient fighter pilot uh, and evolved up the line and became the commander of the USS Constellation. So we had a lot of background provided to us. You talk amongst yourselves, uh, several of the sailors had uh, been on multiple uh, Vietnam cruises, if you will, and uh, we always talked about it. Uh, the uh, ribbon rack that many of us sailors wear had multiple uh, presidential unit citations, awards for excellence, uh, combat uh, action for some of the helicopter pilots, etc. So we were very well aware of the history of the USS Constellation and very proud of her as well. Uh, there's an association, of course, out there and there's some reunions going on, etc. But as we uh, start to mature rather quickly, the uh, uh, the the amount of sailors are starting to drift away. Of course, with social media, we talk about it a lot. Um, mostly we talk about the uh, good times that we had, the ports of call, et cetera. And interesting about the Constellation, uh, she even went into the Iraqi war, okay, hmm. toward the tail end. So uh, the, the ship is always well thought of, as, as everyone thinks well of their ship. That's their home for many, many years or months. But uh, yes, we were extremely aware of it. We talked about it often, and we're extremely proud of it as well. Excellent. So jumping into our main topic, uh, challenge coins. Uh, it's something that we've never talked about here on the Scuttlebutt. And I was so excited, Don, whenever you brought up the idea and that, you know, mentioned that Henry has a, has a nice collection with him. So Don, you, you want to give us sort of like a background of challenge coins? I know I've received one uh, and I was, you know, I think it's very special. It feels, uh, it feels like it's a, like a token of appreciation, but it's also mm -hmm. like I'm a part of a, a, like a club in a way to receive one. Can you mm -hmm. talk a bit about where they came from or how they started? 
I will, Sean. And, and you're absolutely right. I'm glad to hear that you felt that uh, appreciation and part of a club because military challenge coins have interesting stories behind them. Service members played challenge coin games in bars to display their ranks and their command. Veterans and active service members now use military challenge coins to connect, to connect with each other. The challenge coins play a significant role in their social lives after service duty. They're given by high-ranking officers to the participating members of a specific mission. For example, SEAL Team 6. For example, the, uh, uh, the uh, servicemen who perhaps performed a rescue at sea of, of, of a ship that was stranded, etc. It, it could go on and on. The medallions are also exchanged between officers to commemorate non-military events. And I'll just read a real brief uh, history of the challenge coins. Uh, the first coin dates back to World War I. An American prisoner of war escaped from Germans' custody into the hands of the French military, and the French were about to execute him, assuming he was German. He showed them a pressed bronze coin. The French recognized the engravings and spared the American pilot's life. Active and retired members of the armed forces still challenge each other with coins in drinking bars today. And they do it in other places as well. But the, uh, uh, we'll say the, uh, uh, the tale of the challenge coins is you go into a bar. This used to happen a lot in Australia. Did not happen to me, but I, I know some stories about it. Go into the bar in Australia. There's Australian sailors, American sailors got along pretty good. And uh, if you didn't have your challenge coin, you had to buy the first round of the drinks. And if you didn't have your challenge coin in a proper manner, and I think you're going to do some more information about the etiquette of a challenge coin, you also were charged with buying the drinks. It was all in good nature, builds camaraderie. Uh, it's a social function, and uh, it's certainly well thought of uh, among service members. And uh, ironically, uh, in my Vietnam era, we didn't have challenge coins back then. Uh, they may have existed in, in other units, other branches, but I know where I served and ports of call that I had, it, it was not something that we even thought of, because oftentimes the American soldiers would carry live bullets to clubs in Vietnam. The practice spread to their fellow service members. They could challenge for free rounds by slamming down ammunition on the bar. Well, after a little bit of that, it becomes somewhat uh, dangerous, and we say, well, we got to figure something else out. So <laughs> the military coins are collector's items. Uh, we see every day uh, uh, different websites, uh, different uh, offers to strike new coins for you. And uh, it's it's up to the viewer, of course, maybe do a, uh, a search on uh, the internet and find out something that works for them. But I always encourage them, if you're going to be looking at challenge coins, if you're going to buy them, there's a lot of veteran-owned businesses that do this. Try to get yourself a veteran-owned business, perhaps even a disabled veteran-owned business, who will take pride in making that coin for you. And you should get pretty good customer service as well. So you mentioned the etiquette of it. We have some videos down in the chat in the description that you can click on. One talks specifically about the history. You know, whenever you hand off a challenge coin, you usually hand it off in a handshake in the palm of your hand. That's how mine was handed to me. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, and then being at the, at the bar, you have to produce this. Once somebody produces their challenge coin, you have to, you have to bring yours out in a timely mm -hmm. fashion. That was sort of like a gray area in the video that I had a question about because mm -hmm. Is it a minute? Is it 10 seconds? Is it like I have to get it out as fast as I possibly can? Like, you know, what's where's the etiquette of that? 
I think it depends on the situation. Uh, right. I don't think there's a formal time frame, but uh, there's always opportunities to present the coin. They could be used for identification of what unit you're with, drinking games, of course, and to boost morale. And not to overemphasize the drinking games of it, but oftentimes uh, that goes hand in hand. But nowadays, uh, the services have changed. They've gotten away from a lot of that, uh, uh, just headed out to the the bar when you pull into ports or come into a duty station there there's a lot more to it nowadays they use the challenge coins in in more uh we'll just say worthwhile ways as well uh the coins are used as a tool tool for recruit <laughs> recruitment into the military uh you know i i can see uh, a lot of young recruits going into their recruiter's office and and they're all eyes are wide open they see the marines in their snappy dress blues and they see the sailors in their uh, salty uh navy blue uniforms say man i want to be part of that and as a recruiter uh and recruitments are so far down now with the exception of the marine corps uh they they, they look to bring these young men and women in and make them feel part of something early on back in the day um you know you didn't have to feel part of something early on because we were in a you know heavy um the draft era, you know, people were either enlisting or you're going to be drafted. So there wasn't that need to to polish someone to come into the service. You came in and said, okay, but we didn't sign contracts. They just threw you to the wolves, if you will. But uh, now they, they, they try to make it as uh, uh, attractive as possible for the young men and women coming in. And uh, they're there also for remembrance. Uh, I mentioned that a lot of uh, people have these racks of challenge coins on their desk and and they look upon those uh, with a lot of uh, a lot of pride and, and appreciation as well mm -hmm. especially those who have served they say boy i remember this unit and, and here's what these guys did and uh, again i think the challenge coins are something that's uh, uh, a unit a, a piece of pride for anyone either who have served or not and of course they inspire and they're motivate motivation for special occasions you know you get the uh army navy game and you, you see them flip the coin and they, they show the heads and the tails of it and that's probably a challenge coin as well so it's come a long way there's many opportunities for people uh to purchase coins uh on the internet and again i'll just repeat that it's always good to try to find a veteran-owned business to purchase them from so uh, and you can create your own too like there's a gentleman good. we have a we have a link in the description about a gentleman who's created you know yes. many different 40 over 40 different designs so you can find websites where you can create your own challenge coin um, to to have be, uh, be printed for you. And so this is any branch, any era. Like mm -hmm. you, it doesn't, it's not all, you know, Coast Guard that can get new challenge coins or Navy. Anybody can do it, right? That's right. And it's not just military. First responders, uh, just about anyone nowadays that have pride and in, in, in camaraderie in, in the, where they're working, wherever, wherever there's a group. It could be a teacher's union. It could be the iron workers, the steel workers. It could be just about anybody that does a challenge coins. Probably politicians do it as well. And uh, they're pretty good with the handshake uh, uh, nowadays. So I'm sure that they use the challenge coin as well for their purposes, again, to be remembered, uh, to bring uh, uh, spirit and camaraderie to the audience. You know what I'm thinking on our hat? We have this VBC logo that makes a really nice coin. It certainly uh, does. Yeah. It <laughs> certainly can, does. Can, yeah, there you go. Henry's holding up. Is that a challenge coin, Henry? Hold it back up again. Let me spotlight you here. Henry, is that a challenge coin or one of our pins? Uh, it's the challenge coin from a couple of years ago. You guys handed out. You know, I don't have one of those and I'm jealous now. And maybe that's another thing. Usually you see another guy has this challenge going, you're like, I'm jealous. I want one of those coins. So it becomes a that's collector's right. item in a way. That's right. 
Um, can you use it for other things? Like, I, you know, I used to have like a poker chip, a card protector. I was playing poker. I could put that chip on top of my cards. Is that something that is like, you know, you're allowed to do? Is that considered oh, sure. disrespectful? Okay. I don't think it's disrespectful at all. Uh, you can use it for a number of things from a paperweight on your desk, uh, just as something to uh, have on your credenza, or like you said, uh, hold poker chips or diaper pins or whatever, uh, whatever you need for your, uh, uh, for your comfort. But no, I think, I don't think it's something that's held in, I don't want to say great reverence. Okay. Like a medal or your mm -hmm. unit uh, citation or something like that. That's it has a little bit more meaning to, I think a challenge coin is used for social purposes, uh, morale boosters and have some fun with it. And of course, I think that goes back to where it was originally used for was who's going to buy the first round. But I think we've moved on a little bit more from that. Definitely. Well, Henry, I, I know you have several there at your desk. I'm not, how many, how big is your collection of challenge coins now? So I, it's pretty small. I have uh, around 12 um, and I have a few that I have multiple of, but mm -hmm. yeah. And most of them are from uh, uh, veterans that have sent them to me over the years. That's, That's pretty much where I got most of them. One of them's from a Holocaust survivor as well. Interesting. Do you want to hold up any of them and give us a sort of a background? What's your favorite one? Which one has the most sure. meaning? Uh, well, first, I have this one from my Rolling Thunder group. Um, I don't know if you can see it there. It's the Rolling Thunder Chapter 5 logo there. Yeah. And then on the back, it has all the branches of the service. So when I first became a member, they gave me that one. Harry, what uh, is Rolling Thunder? Maybe the audience isn't familiar with that. Yeah. So it's a veterans group. It started out as kind of like um, a group of Harley riders. Um, but as since, but it, it it's not, it's since become moved on from that because a lot of them, the Vietnam veterans, they would go out. It's the main po point of the group was every year they would ride to DC to protest. Um, uh, and, and now they, um, a lot of them are getting up there in age and they don't ride as much anymore. So now a lot of it is more local. So we do local events to raise money for um, different causes. Every Christmas, uh, Rolling Thunder Chapter 5 will uh, get a gift or something to a veteran in need uh, to help them out. So they do kind of a lot of charitable stuff to help out uh, the community of veterans. You know, that's very interesting, Henry, because we had a Rolling Thunder Chapter here in uh, my area. And when we brought the uh, replica of the Vietnam Wall in 2019, they led the procession from when the trucks uh, brought the oh, 80 panels into the area that they were going to be displayed. They had a, uh, we must add a hundred bikes. It was very, very cool and very inspiring as well. To add something to that, the person who rode the first bike going into that was my cousin, whose brother was killed in 1966. So there was a, there was some meaning to it. It wasn't just a bunch of guys on a motorcycle. And you're right, it, the, the Rolling Thunder initially started as a protest uh, back in the day. And then it morphed into when the Veterans Day and Memorial Day uh, programs were being held at the Vietnam Wall. They rolled into D.C. and they, they rolled in with pride. Again, a lot of uh, the veterans felt that uh, the welcome home or the uh, reception that many of many of them have received was inadequate and they were going to make a difference. And they certainly did with their motorcycles and they were very proud of it. Mm hmm. All right, so we've seen the, the Rolling Thunder. Continue on, Henry. Let's let's take a look at this yeah. collection. I have one from a Vietnam veteran here. Uh, oops, Medal of Honor recipient, Peter C. Lemon. I don't know if you can see that there. Yeah. Um, 
And then, so he's a Medal of Honor recipient. I have his citation here if you want me to read it, just to give a background about oh, him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. How did you get in touch with him? So uh, I actually was emailing with him. This was a couple of years ago. Um, so, so here's his citation Sergeant Peter C. Levin. He's also Canadian born, which is interesting. Company E, 2nd Battalion, 8th Cavalry, 1st Cavalry Division, distinguished himself on April 1st, 1970, which is the date on the challenge coin, uh, while serving as an assistant machine gunner during defense of, defense of fire support base Illingworth. When the base came under heavy enemy attack, Sergeant Lemon engaged a numerically superior enemy with machine gun and rifle fire from his defensive position until both weapons malfunctioned. He then used hand grenades to fend off the intensified enemy attack launched in his direction. After eliminating all but one of the enemy soldiers in the immediate vicinity, he pursued and disposed of the remaining soldier in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Despite fragment wounds from an exploding grenade, Sergeant Lemon regained his position, carried a more seriously wounded comrade to an aid station, and as he returned was wounded a second time by enemy fire. Disregarding his personal injuries, he moved to his position through a hail of small arms and grenade fire. Sergeant Lemon immediately realized that the defensive sector was in danger of being overrun by the enemy and unhesitantly assaulted the enemy soldiers by throwing hand grenades and engaging in hand-to-hand -hand combat. He was wounded yet a third time, but his determined efforts successfully drove the enemy from the position. Securing, securing an operable machine gun, Sergeant Lemon stood atop an embankment, fully exposed to enemy fire, and placed effective fire upon the enemy until he collapsed from his multiple wounds and exhaustion. After regaining consciousness at, at the aid station, he refused medical evacuation until his more seriously wounded comrades had been evacuated. Sergeant Lemon's conspicuous gall gallantry and extraordinary heroism above and beyond the call of duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon him, his unit, and the United States Army. So that's his citation there. And you can see on the challenge coin here, it has the date that he received the... Uh, the uh, Medal of Honor, or the date that got him the Medal of Honor. And then here it has like the first cavalry division, which he was in, and the names of his three of his comrades um, who were killed in Vietnam, I believe. And so that's one of my favorite coins, just the overall design. And I, I had emailed him asking for, you know, if I could, there's any way I can get an autograph. And he sent me this challenge coin along with, um, the photo and copy of his uh, citation there. So that's one that is pretty special to me because I think it's, I think it's a really cool design. Um, and it's one of, I think that was like the first one I got or one of the first ones I got as well. When you, you know, read, with, oh, go ahead, Don. With modern manufacturing methods, uh, the coins now are made much more intricate and colorful than they originally were as Henry's uh, is. And, you know, I was just reading a little bit, uh, guests to the White House often, and foreign dignitaries, of course, often receive minted coins as token, tokens of respect and hospitality. So uh, again, it's just, it kind of morphed out of uh, just the military and into a much more uh, uh, respectable uh, item uh, to, to hand off to people. And I think everybody, as Henry does, it, it cherishes that particular challenge coin. He'll remember that. Uh, it means it has some meaning to it, and I, I just think it's a, a a wonderful tradition that we have uh, undertaken nowadays. I'm glad we're presenting it to the public. Henry, when you read a citation like that, you know, thinking about what he went through to to be awarded the Medal of Honor, what do you think about? Um, well, 
especially with the challenge coin, it means a lot to me when I read his citation that he took the time to give it to me, just trying to visualize what he went through. Um, it gives me a greater sense of appreciation, not just for him, but for all veterans, because many other veterans may not have the same story, exact story, but they went through similar um, situations. So mm -hmm. I, I, I guess it, when I'm able to read experiences of veterans like that, it gives me a greater sense of, of appreciation for them. Yeah, amazing. Um, absolutely. That, you know, and especially to receive that one first, you, you, you start getting signatures, you start writing to people, you're not quite sure if they're going to write back. And then to receive such a, a really wonderful letter and a, and, a, and a really nice, you know, challenge coin that just sort of like gives you motivation to say, I'm going to reach out to the next veteran and see, you know, and, and ask them about their story. And uh, it's, it's admirable uh, that, that you're uh, so committed to, to, connecting with these veterans and and hearing their stories too because it's not just about there are a lot of people that just go out and say i want to collect signatures of celebrities and that's just kind of my hobby whereas this seems like more than a hobby it seems like it, it is a passion yeah definitely and and it's not just a signature also if when i'm writing to a veteran to be able to thank them it means a lot to me absolutely uh do you have any more that you'd like to to share a story about uh, sure. I got, well, I got one here from another Medal of Honor recipient, Alan J. Lynch here, and it's very, as the first cavalry division there. Um, so yeah, and it has here on the back, I, I can read it for you. It says, uh, the four-way test of the things we think, say, or do, is it, is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships and will it be beneficial to all concerned? So I think that's kind of an interesting how people use challenge coins now to, uh, not also bring like a message to other people like if you know you know like spread a message mm -hmm. but so that was one that i got and actually he sent me i'll show it to you here he sent me a copy of his book too um signed there so um so that meant a lot to me as well and um another one that also means a lot to me is this one from a holocaust survivor that um he published a book his name is michael bornstein and you can look up his his book online and so this was this too shall pass um was kind of like their um what they were thinking during during the holocaust when they're because he was sent to auschwitz along with many family members so they would tell each other you know this will pass they they look forward to better days ahead so this kind of uh i guess represents that in a way and um I think it's i think this is the same thing in hebrew but i'm not 100 sure so um so that one's also one that means a lot to me because i he's his book was one of the first books that i read about the holocaust and uh, it's a really good book he's pictured here in this photo um and, and i encourage people to read this book online so it's interesting how like you're talking about how challenge coins are not they've expanded from just the military to others as well and it, I guess it's not really challenge coins, more of just, um, I don't, I don't know, something from the book, because it, I guess, like uh, a promotional item, I think, because they would send it, out, send them out with books. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that one's one that means a lot to me as well. And certainly a story like from him, you know, this is the what, this is the wisdom that they would try to share in in a unbelievable situation. Uh, and then to be able to pass that on to future generations, there's this message uh, that this can this this too shall pass. Um, Don, I'd love to to switch over. You have a a, a a collection as well. 
Uh, my collection is not as vast as Henry's, of course. Uh, uh, I obtained uh, some challenge coins from the last command that I was serving on the USS Constellation. And uh, I think the coin represents a very good image of the Constellation. And uh, we're very proud of uh, having it. So uh, I know I sent one to Henry earlier on, of course, and uh, I sent some to others also. And uh, uh, I use it... Uh, uh, for the same purpose, you know, to, to thank other sailors uh, who I bump into, other veterans, and uh, to recognize uh, what that uh, USS Constellation, their, their service to this country. And it was also called America's flagship. So the uh, Connie was, uh, again, well-respected. And I want to carry that on, carry forward uh, by using the challenge coin. What is on the back? On the back is the U.S. Navy... Uh, logo i guess if it was emblem okay mm -hmm. it would be the u.s navy emblem and uh, that's pretty standard on all the challenge coins that i see from sailors and I, I believe the marine corps probably has the globe eagle globe at anchor on the back of theirs as well i think that's standard perhaps maybe from the vendor that i use but uh i've seen it in other uh challenge coins also of course henry has the uh flip side of, of the holocaust survivor so it could be used in uh, many ways when you go to reunions do you make sure to take that coin absolutely yeah, you can't be without it, right? No, I'd be buying the first round all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and these reunions can have a lot of guys, so you, they you certainly know, can put down some money. Um, where did you receive that? Where did I receive it? Mm -hmm. um, when I got involved, particularly with the Veterans Breakfast Club, uh, I was beginning to be out and about more in my veterans advocacy. So at that point, I knew about challenge coins. I had received some without having one to give back. And so at that point, I decided, you know, let me go online and uh, order some for myself uh, to have them, like a business card, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. Not as so much as a promotional item for myself, but more as an item of respect for the uh, for the service of the USS Constellation. Would you say that's your favorite challenge coin, or is there any other ones that sort of carry a sentimental value to you? Uh, this has the most sentimental value. Mm -hmm. uh, I served with a... Uh, friend of mine is no longer with us and and we talked about it a lot and uh, it just seems that uh, uh some of the other guys that i have served with uh we've been we've been in touch too but this one has the most uh meaning to me having been on board the constellation and, and served accordingly and i've also noticed that the coins don't have to necessarily be like an emblem a circle like mm -hmm. they can be different shapes they can almost be a you know a, a diamond or different you know as long as it's it's almost like a, a trinket. Uh, you probably, know. probably the Navy SEALs use their trident as Neptune's mm -hmm. trident as their uh, coin. And uh, we often see them uh, at funerals of Navy SEALs. They pound the trident on the casket before the uh, sailor is buried. I've seen yeah. that on in yes. movies and never quite yes. understood what that meant. Like you, it, it's a, it, very famous. You can see it in the, I think it's the new Top Gun movie. Mm -hmm. um, you see a trailer, Tom, mm -hmm. Tom Cruise uh, mm -hmm. pounds the, the trident mm -hmm. on um, uh, Val Kilmer's uh, casket, mm -hmm. I think, in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And that's something you know, that's very pronounced in the trailer. But it's like, it's like, why do they do that? It's, it, is there a history of that? It's probably, I don't know if it's going to be history so much, but that is a very tight organization. Okay. Uh, they are uh, esprit de corps magnified times 10. And that's why it's interesting. I, I think I was just watching a video about uh, a Navy SEAL, and they were talking about why he wrote a book. I think it might have been the one on uh, maybe on VBC, and the fact that there are, it's, it's looked down upon to tell what everybody uh, had done. It, it was it was the the Frogman. Okay, yes, that, just, that was uh, Rick Kaiser. We just had him on oh, recently. Yes, 
very well done. And they are typically very closed mouth about what they do for a number of reasons, security reasons, but they don't want it to be about them. It's about their mission and and those that have gone before them. So uh, I think it's a, that's a very prideful unit. And uh, I think it's just a matter of pride and brotherhood. They very much don't want they. Uh, it's not about them when they're on the mission, the team, it's, it's, yes. that's what it's like. Yep. You're not a one man army. You're not Rambo. You are a team and you're not going right. to complete this by yourself. That's right. So to come out by yourself and, and highlight your particular uh, uh, service or highlight your particular part of this mission can kind of be frowned upon because you, you have to, it, it is the team. You are sealed team six, you know, yeah, the, uh, and I, the operator that took out bin Laden, um, was promoted uh, a lot, and uh, he took some heat for that. Uh, his SEAL team was uh, uh, very critical of him uh, for for doing that. So, uh, you know, sometimes you want to know about those tactical operations that affected our country and the bravery of those uh, operators that are out there out there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand over the weekend, uh, two sailors uh, that were boarding a ship. That the information is coming out real sketchy, but two sailors that were boarding a ship were. Uh, uh, killed, were lost at sea, okay, and evidently uh, killed. Uh, and they 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 are believed to be special operator units, SEAL team, uh, SEAL team six uh, guys. And you know, I just uh, hope that uh, uh, we recognize them. But I got a funny feeling we're not going to hear that much about them. Uh, it, switching gears a bit, I think you know, challenge coins are just really incredible. And and I, I again, I'm. I really want to get one of those BBC challenge coins. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Henry, let's talk a bit about the signatures. We were sort of dabbling in that a bit earlier, but I'd love to hear a bit more about, you know, how many signatures do you have now? How long have you been doing this? And maybe a couple stories of, you know, the ones that uh, have really stood out to you over the years. Yeah, I probably have all in all close to like a thousand signatures, like a different people. It's a big ballpark, but around that number. Um, and it started out mostly, it started out exclusively World War II, and that's still pro- my main focus, but it's expanded to a lot of different, a much more broad uh, categories to Medal of Honor recipients and a lot of other people. Um, and I recently, I just started um, collecting autographs of uh, civil rights leaders as well, mm. uh, which is another interesting um, uh, chapter, I guess, in American history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a lot. There's a lot that mean a lot to me. Some of them that come up to mind is um, the letter from the Baton to March survivor. And I got his autograph, too. That one is one that I really cherish. That means a lot to me. Um, I got one. Uh, he passed away, so I didn't get it from him directly, but from a friend of his, um, the George uh, George Mendoza, who's the sailor. Uh, in a famous uh, Times Square photo mm. uh, on VJ Day. That one is one that is pretty special to me because it has a lot of historical significance. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a really famous photo that everyone has seen. Um, I got, so I get, I have a lot of different autographs from um, from all sorts of battles. I got just, um, la- last year I got um, an autograph from a Soviet World War II veteran living in New York today. And um, there is a small community of Soviet veterans in the U.S. Most of them are uh, Jews who fled uh, the Soviet Union during the Cold War. And um, he he was in the war since since the start, really. And he fought all throughout uh, Operation Barbarossa and then went into Germany, into Berlin. Um, his name is Alexander Rosenberg. 
and I, and I was able to call his son and talk with him. So that one's also one that is pretty cool being able to, and he sent me a bunch of stuff, uh, medals and all sorts of stuff. So there's a lot of them that mean, mean a lot to me. I got them. I have them all organized in binders. I got a, I still, I got a big stack that I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put into my binders, but they all, they all hold significance to me, uh, in one way or another. You know, we have to make sure of, because you hear a lot about this and Don, you may have a story about this is that you move away, you get your own apartment and then you call your mom, you know, about five years later and you're like, Hey, what happened to that collection? She's like, Oh, I threw that out. Yeah. You know, you better make sure that those are in a secure spot that a big sign on this says, do not throw away. Don't want anybody pitching your comic book collection. Um, For this sure. is way more, way more valuable. Um, that's, that's amazing. And a lot of people would say, well, how do you connect with this this group? How, where do you find them? What you know? How do you even know? Like, oh, I'm gonna look up, uh, you know, a, a Soviet veteran from World War II. I would never even think to do that. What what gave you the idea? So, well, there's this one website called Star Tiger that has a lot of addresses, mainly of celebrities and stuff. But there's also a community of people who collect autographs of World War II veterans. And I find, and it is like you, it's you have to pay like five dollars a month or something. And I get a lot of addresses there. I also like I'll be looking up, let's say I want to find, oh, I want to try contacting a veteran from the Battle of Iwo Jima. I'll look up a veteran of Iwo Jima and I'll find an article. And usually the article will say, oh, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma at the top. And there are websites I can go to like white pages, et cetera, and type in the name and city and see. Even if it says, oh, there's a 100-year-old living here, I'm like, maybe that's the address. And I'll try writing to them and see if that is them or not. And hopefully not some random person. And then uh if i hear back then then it then it's them did you ever hear back from like a random person that's like hey that's not me i haven't actually but i pro they're probably they probably wouldn't respond to be honest but i don't know i haven't heard i did hear back from uh someone who the, the veteran sent an autograph to the wrong address and they forwarded it to me once so yeah and Henry, that was are, actually, there, uh, are there other uh, young people doing this, uh, not just in your general area, but just around. I mean, is there a, a group of you guys that maybe share something, social media, share share best practices and things like that? Um, so I do know a few young people who collect. I know one, a friend of mine in uh, that I've connected before on social media in Bermuda, who collects autograph or collects military stuff, and he tried doing autographs, but. I don't think the post office there is that great. So he didn't, he didn't really get stuff back. I sent him a few, but, um, and then I have a friend, a couple of friends who, um, uh, collect autographs of like interesting, like political leaders and stuff, which I have a small collection of that. And, um, but not as much veterans. I think that's, it's, I do know some adults who collect autographs of World War II veterans, a coworker of my mom's also collects, uh, autographs of World War II veterans, but it's not not so much among young people, unfortunately. Do they do more of the sports uh, sports heroes and things like that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, my brother. That type of thing. Yeah, yeah, my brother wrote to uh, wrote to like a bunch of college football quarterbacks mm -hmm. trying to get autographs back. So it's mostly it's mostly uh, yeah celebrities and sports. Well, now with the 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 recent change at the NCAA for name, image, and licensing, they get paid for all that now. And uh, that might be an issue about just providing an autograph unless they yeah. say, I'll, I'll give it to you for 20 bucks. So uh, uh, yeah. stick with the veterans. I think you'll be better off. <laughs> yeah.
I was going to say, do, was your brother inspired by you writing out and getting autographs? And he tried to. Um. So, well, we both collected, like, before I collected autographs of veterans, I did collect autographs of sports and stuff. And that really comes from my dad, who did the same when he was a kid. He got, he has a huge baseball collection, bunch of baseball sign. He even has a Mickey Mantle signed ball from his grandpa. So, um, so we always collected autographs. Um, so it wasn't necessarily like inspired by me, but um, definitely seeing me get a lot of stuff probably gave him the idea of, oh, maybe I can send more stuff out. Did your brother hear back from any of the college uh, quarterbacks that he wrote to? Yeah, quite a few of them replied. And, uh, and some of them, some of them followed him on Instagram as well. So that was cool. Awesome. Me, when you were a couple years younger, the local uh, television station did a uh, feature on you, if I recall. And uh, that might be an interesting uh, YouTube video, Sean, if uh, you, know, you could edit this out. But uh, I can send you the link uh, uh, to it. It's only about, uh, what, uh, two two or three minutes. And it shows a very young Henry with his uh, Veterans Breakfast Club cap on and explaining uh, the different uh, autographs he has and how he keeps them in binders and such. Yeah, we'll put yeah, that in the description. We'll put that in the description. Go ahead, Henry. It's interesting. I was actually on the Rolling Thunder National Meeting in Washington, D.C. We were sitting next to this group of Rolling Thunder members from Florida. They asked me who my name was. And I was like, Henry. And then they said, oh, we saw a news article about you online, all the way in Florida. So I thought that was kind of That's interesting. Cool. <laughs> People are going to be writing you, Henry, to get your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, you should strike a challenge coin for yourself. <laughs> that would be cool. It would there be you cool. Go. Um, well, really, I agree on a very interesting scuttlebutt here today. And I just want to thank you both for taking the time to, to join me and, and sort of talk about your own personal collections, but also the history of challenge coins. I think it's uh, for those who may have never heard of them, uh, now's the time to sort of look into them and see, you know, what's out there. Um, maybe even create your own challenge coin if you're interested in it. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's a, a, a really exciting and interesting hobby. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. Definitely. It's awesome to have you, Henry. I know you like we've, we've had you on the uh, VBC happy hours on Monday nights for so many years. It's great to finally have you on a scuttlebutt. Don, you've been a uh, multiple time guest here on the scuttlebutt. So I appreciate your time uh, coming on. Um, and, and, and Don, any, any final words before we sign off? No, I'm good to go, uh, Sean. I appreciate the opportunity again today. Uh, uh, and just being with Henry, it inspires me. Uh, Henry as a young man has so much going on for himself and it, it's just uh, uh, re rewarding to me to see how Henry has matured and also his passion and his respect for veterans. Uh, that comes from a lot of factors. One, he's being raised right. Uh, he's uh, motivated. And I just uh, think the world of you, Henry, and I appreciate the fact that you're my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, uh, for our listeners, please like, share, subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube so you're the first to know whenever we release new episodes. You can always reach out to me, Sean, S-H-A-U-N at veteransbreakfastclub.org with any thoughts, comments, questions. Uh, and also remember, take a look at the description below, uh, not only for just the description of this episode, but links that we talked about in this program uh, around the web. You could check different videos out about challenge coins, uh, watch the highlight uh, newsreel of Henry's uh, interview. And we look forward to seeing you both on maybe a future episode of The Scuttlebutt. If you get any good future coins, you let me know. Um, and Henry, keep tuning in for VBC Happy Hour, Monday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we will have more than enough guests this year that you will definitely want to reach out to for those signatures. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the program tonight.
Wolfram Forrester, for those of you who might be listening in, uh, you can check all of those videos on YouTube. We uh, VBC has every past episode of Happy Hour on not only our website, veteransbreakfastclub.org, but also on our YouTube channel. Uh, please check it out. Thank you both again, and we'll talk to you both soon. Thank you for watching this episode of The Scuttlebutt. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Tobacco Free Adagio Health. Uh, Tobacco Free Adagio Health has been supporting the podcast for quite some time now. We've been so pleased to be uh, supported by them. They are dedicated to reducing and preventing tobacco use and getting the word out about the hazards of smoking and secondhand smoke. They're all about health, so they want people to quit. Uh, They have classes, nicotine replacement therapy, and a popular quit line, 1-800-QUIT-NOW. They also educate people, children especially, about tobacco use from cigarettes, cigars, pipes, chew, snuff, and other nicotine products like vaping. And finally, Tobacco Free Adagio Health advocates for public and private policies that ensure healthy places to live, work, and play. You can learn all about what Tobacco Free Adagio Health offers at tobaccofree.adagiohealth.org. Or you can check out the two Scuttlebutt episodes that featured Tobacco Free Adagio Health. We had a wonderful representative come on to the podcast, talk to us about all the classes and therapies that they offer. Uh, It was two wonderful conversations, so I definitely direct you to both of those if you want more information. Or just call their free quit line, 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Thank you again, Tobacco Free Adagio Health, for your support.